0: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. In two days, it will be 11 September. National Alliance members celebrate 9-11 a little differently than most Americans. Instead of focusing only on tall buildings being knocked down or demolished to the great benefit of Israel and Jews, we focus mainly on the far more important great gift given to Aryan man by the birth of Dr. William Luther Pierce on 11 September 1933, making this his 90th birthday. His mission on this earth was to awaken his people, our people, the white people of this planet, to their great peril and to their even greater destiny. To bring them the good news of National Socialism and its continuing world-historical and spiritual significance. And to extend and expand National Socialism with the new Aryan religion of Cosmotheism. Let me turn to the words I spoke at his memorial service in 2002, which I will edit and expand for this broadcast, beginning with a description of the zeal and intense effort Dr. Pierce put into his work. Dr. William Luther Pierce, founder and chairman of the National Alliance, died on 23 July 2002, after a battle with cancer lasting less than one month. Prior to his sudden disability, Dr. Pierce maintained his 80 hours per week schedule of writing, broadcasting, publishing, and organizing on behalf of people of European descent around the world, a regimen that he continued almost without interruption for 36 years. Standing far above his contemporaries, history will rank William Pierce with Shaw and Nietzsche as a visionary who saw clearly what European man could become. And he will also be recognized as a great man of action who made his ideals concrete in an organization, the National Alliance, which will continue his mission beyond his physical life. At a 1986 National Alliance meeting, Dr. William Pierce spoke these words from the Havamal. Cattle die, kinsmen die, and so must one die oneself. BUT ONE THING I KNOW WHICH NEVER DIES, THE FAME OF A DEAD MAN'S DEEDS. THE WRITERS OF THE EDDA DID NOT MEAN FAME IN THE SENSE IN WHICH THAT WORD IS NOW COMMONLY UNDERSTOOD. TODAY, WHEN THE SEMI-LITERATES OF THE PRESS UTTER THE WORD FAME, WHAT THEY MEAN IS NOTORIETY. The notoriety that one gets by marrying or divorcing a Hollywood starlet or harlot, committing a sensational crime, or extracting tears and cash from the public by writing or filming a bestseller, which will quickly be forgotten when next season's heart-rending thriller comes along. Fame, once carried with it an implication of acclaim and high honor, and repute, for great deeds well done. And, of course, and this is crucial, for the fame of a dead man's deeds, to live on and never die, the dead man's people, his race, which unlike a man can truly be immortal, must live on and never die. Ensuring the immortality of our European race was one aspect of William Pierce's purpose, of William Pierce's deeds. No man saw more clearly the threat to the continued existence of our people than did William Pierce. No man of his time strove more mightily to avert our enemy's genocidal plans than did William Pierce. No man exhorted our people more compellingly to tear the blinders from our eyes and to see the world as it really is than did William Pierce. No man called forth nobility from the white men and women of our time as did William Pierce. No man hammered the truth home again and again, as did William Pierce. From his mountaintop pulpit he called out to his people to stop our insane and suicidal course, to stop worshipping our deadliest enemies, and to take the hand he offered to help us return, once again, to what he called the upward path. Racial survival is absolutely necessary. The sine qua non of William Pierce's purpose. Insisting upon European man's right of survival and creating a vital and growing organization to bring that about was enough to make William Pierce some very powerful enemies. And to his friends and comrades, that great goal was enough to bind them in loyalty for a lifetime. But understanding racial survival, racial continuity, even racial immortality, is just the beginning of an understanding of William Pierce's purpose, of William Pierce's deeds. Dr. Pierce saw the future looming, dangerous, yet infinitely promising before us. He saw that man and even our race, and even the highest among our race, are not ends in themselves, but a bridge to something higher. The Jews like to caricature us by saying that we are quote-unquote white supremacists who believe that we are superior supermen who therefore deserve to lord it over other peoples and enslave or kill them at our pleasure. Although that more accurately describes the Jewish attitude than it does anyone else's, unfortunately there are some among us whose racialism is an act of ignorant hubris like that, and who therefore bring great discredit upon a cause they do not understand. William Pierce's vision was less of what European man is than of what European man could be in the future. Yes, by our own standards, we are superior, the best among us markedly so. The Aryan race, by dint of its intelligence and creativity and character, has managed to drag itself up to a state of civilization and some degree of scientific understanding of the universe around us. But what Dr. Pierce could clearly see, and what the more jingoistic racialists cannot see, is that that state of civilization, impressive as it may be, and though none has exceeded it, is but a few inches above the slime of universal savagery. We are a few inches above the dirt on a journey to the SARS. The journey has just begun and the danger of falling back is very great. European man is, in two senses, very much like the first amphibians that took their first faltering steps upon the land and tremblingly and inefficiently and certainly without comprehension of what they were doing, took their first breaths of air. As the amphibians broke through the previously unpassed boundary of the surface of the sea, so Aryan man has in the last microsecond of geologic time touched the surface of another world. I should not need to tell you what implications that has. For building a new civilization of the selected few, our selected few, on another world. For giving life itself a second chance on a new world, should circumstances or bad choices render this one unlivable. And for a thousand other things... Even more important than colonizing other worlds in the macro universe of space, we also are stepping into a new world in the micro universe of our own DNA. Since the time of Gregor Mendel, every year we have increased our fund of knowledge that will allow us to accelerate and direct the course of our own evolution. Since the fall of Europe in 1945, no nation has yet fully grasped the implications of this knowledge. Today, it seems likely that the less Jew-ridden elites of Asia will embrace this truth, and so gain world-ruling power and superiority in a few generations power to destroy and enslave us, if they so choose. Now, more than ever, it is important for white men and women to regain control of our governments so that the power of applied eugenics will be ours to wield during the time that human life is still restricted to this planet. And I should not need to tell you of the monumental implications of eugenically increasing our intelligence and understanding, for avoiding cosmic or biological catastrophes, for greater understanding of natural processes and the technological power that can bring, and a thousand thousands more, most of which our limited minds cannot even imagine at this stage in our evolution, just as the first amphibians could not understand the implications of their first shaky steps upon the Devonian sands millions of years ago. William Pierce knew that for our people to achieve their potential greatness, we must regain control of our own destiny. That means that our ruling elite must be of our people and for our people. But the ruling elite today is not of our people, but instead is composed of a profoundly alien and hostile people, the Jews. Dr. Pierce saw the Jews from a realistic objective and biological perspective. He perceived that as a race, Jews are unique, very strange parasites that replace our race's elite and leadership with themselves. Jews deprive our race of what it must have if it is going to survive and prosper, the leadership of the best among us. In a Jew-led society, the best are suppressed, vilified, hated, imprisoned, exiled, killed. As Dr. Pierce pointed out to me almost 20 years ago, what Jews do to other races is not unlike what certain parasitic ant species do to their hosts. There is a parasitic ant species whose queen invades a colony, climbs atop the colony's queen, methodically gnaws her head off, and thereafter displaces her. The parasitized workers then feed and raise the immigrant queen's eggs, which mature and go off to invade other colonies. Apparently, Chemical signals, much like television or radio signals are to us, prevent the colony's workers from recognizing the parasite as an invader. Their parasitic money-pleasure earthbound existence, the highest goal of which is merely to manipulate their hosts to provide all the material needs of the ruling Jews, is anti-Faustian, anti-evolution, and if we do not break free of them, will ultimately result in the final and irreversible termination of our long journey on the upward path toward greater consciousness and understanding and mastery. Despite its glitter and its temporal power, the path of the Jews is an empty and bleak one, an evolutionary dead end whose final stop is extinction and death. William Pierce knew with more depth of understanding than any other man that they must be removed from their position of power over us or all is lost. He knew that the survival of everything we love, everything we know as noble or beautiful, depends on our victory. If we lose, every sacrifice made by our ancestors will be turned into nothing. Like dust blowing across the ruins, they and we will be utterly forgotten, and the universe will know us no more. Only a very few men of vision could see that those are the stakes. And because William Pierce lived, we can see that too. Time will tell if we were worthy of that knowledge. It is hard for me to believe that William Pierce is gone. For 20 years, he was my teacher. He was my mentor. He was my friend. Just a few days ago when I originally wrote these words, he was still joking with me as he made plans for a future he knew he would not see. Just a few months before that, after my wife and I had dinner at his home, he surprised us with his vigor and life force at the age of sixty-eight by sweeping his lady friend off her feet and kissing her as they laughed and swirled around the room to the music on her stereo. Dr. Pierce lived, truly lived, and gave his all for his people, every day for 36 years after his awakening. I'm glad I was able to know him and learn from him. Just after his death, I received a note from Joseph Price, the man who gave us the beautiful music of Call of the Blood. And he said goodbye to Dr. Pierce in these words, quote, Rest in peace until you need no longer rest, O William. Be of good cheer. You are still what you have always been, and what you were you shall remain, our doctor. And that is going to be true through all of time for you and through all earthly ages that will come for all of us who live within you. We, reflections of your glory. Close quote. William Pierce, as I have said before, had his eyes on the stars. I do not believe in magic or the supernatural. I believe that the scientific objective study of the universe should bring us all the awe and wonder we need. An awe and wonder all the greater for its source being real. And not in the prosaic imagination of some con man or mystery monger. But I do not think that I exaggerate when I say that William Pierce is looking down at us from those stars. His life was ordained by destiny before the light left their surfaces millions of years ago. And so also is ours as we respond to what he taught us. The unimaginably immense universe shines down upon us, an infinite field of galaxies and the blackness of the void. In its structure and in the nature of time itself, there was an inherent pattern that led to the development of life from non-living matter. Just as inevitably, consciousness developed among living beings and eventually there arose among conscious beings our kind, our race, on planet Earth. And among our kind there occasionally arises a great man, a man who can see the future beckoning, who knows that we face a choice between infinity and nothingness, a man like William Luther Pierce. That such a man could arise among us that the birth and life of such a man was inherent in the structure of this universe of stars from the very beginning of time, should give us hope, should banish fear, should bind us together for the rest of our lives and call us to give those lives so that our journey to those stars, our ascent upon William Pierce's upward path can begin. Before I go, let me ask you in the light of Dr. Pierce's four decades of honorable labor for his folk to participate in just a bit of honorable labor yourself spreading his ideas and ideals by distributing his writings in your towns and neighborhoods this week during our William Pierce Memorial Literature Distribution. You can go to natall.com slash flyers. That's natal dot com slash flyers. And there download high-resolution files of several of his pamphlet-length works, some of his most powerful, and having them printed and folded at a local print shop or doing it yourself, and then getting them into the hands and before the eyes of the good and decent white people who need his truths, need his truths to break the spell of the anti-white media and educational complex, need his truths so that the next generation can live, need his truths to learn who they really are. Until next week, this is Kevin Alfred Strom reminding you of the words of Richard Berkeley Cotton. Freedom is not free, free men are not equal, and equal men are not free.